Visceralist Podcast. This is episode 156. Uh, trifling in NYC. I have one uh, that's a little salacious. Oh, I believe salacious. you have one as well. So why don't you go first? Um, I have one that isn't necessarily specific to NYC. Because um, it didn't happen here. But it could. It could easily happen here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it happened um so we took a trip up to dia beacon on friday nice you know it was nice weather just relaxing rented a car went up there i'd never been before i'd been to beacon but never to um mm. the galleries right? main street yeah yeah main street usa right um yeah those galleries have like weird hours too like they're not open yes. like, every day yeah, I think it's only Friday to Sunday, or maybe Friday through Monday, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, I I mean, it was, I don't go to a ton of art galleries. I do enjoy art. I wouldn't call myself an art expert, right? Oh, um, not with that attitude. <laughs> that's true. That's, you know what? If I believe it... <laughs> <laughs> don't, you don't you dare don't you dare oh if you um, believe it i thought you were going a different direction with that no 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 <laughs> Move on. okay so what happened um so we're there enjoying the exhibits it's it's generally for people that don't know it's a huge space in the old and one of these old nabisco factories yep. um and a lot of it is large scale works um, that maybe are, that could be, some of them I think are site specific. Some of them just need a large space in general. Um, but, I, you know, it, it was real hit or miss to me. And the one that made it the like ultra trifling, and it, it honestly felt like. I could have been in a TV show, like there were video cameras in there and could have been watching me, um, or like a movie, was there was a room, and you go in, and it's like, on the outside, it's like no cameras, right? No pictures in this particular room. Um, and then I read the little thing on what the you, side. What are you, my dad? <laughs> right. And it's just, the whole room is painted yeah, white. A, a cab. Go on. <laughs> the whole room is painted white. And then with just some white um, light bulbs in the ceiling, right? There's nothing else there. Nothing mm-hmm. in the room. And you read the little description of the art. And it's like... <laughs> I can't even say it. It was like, think about when you're in this room, think about all of the cosmic light in the universe and all of the light that you're connected to and where you can go. Just think about that. And how did that go for you? And that was it. I was irritated. I was real irritated. Did you actually try to think about the light? No. And then you go to the next side and it's like, it's got these lines on the floor. This is all the same artists, right? These lines on the floor, right? Okay. And they're in different directions, but they're all straight lines. And it's like one is next to the line. They all have the little uh, 
little descriptions. And one says, like, walk two meters in the direction of Calcutta. And another one's like, walk, <laughs> walk, walk, come here to do homework. Walk Jesus. five meters in the direction of Lagos. And I was like, what is this? I mean, and from this the is, U.S., Calcutta and Lagos are in the same direction. This is in the, <laughs> this is in the secondary room of the cosmic light one. And so I guess you were supposed to be thinking about the light going in those directions. But this, this one, it really just killed me. I was like, this can't be real. Like somebody, somebody's not getting paid for this. Somebody didn't get paid to do this, right? I I guarantee you there is at least (laughs) probably a Dia, was it Dia Beacon? Yes. Oh, six figures. How do you even sell that to somebody? Well, you know, this is the paradigm of like, oh, this is art. My kid could do that. But I mean, like, this is the thing. Objectivity versus subjectivity in art. Like, it's, I mean, what usually happens is like they're just connected and they just make it work. And it's sort of an emperor's new clothes type thing from time to time. But um, I don't know. That's the one that killed me. The others, you know, there were there were some that I was just like, eh, not for me, right? But like this, this was the only one I was like, come on now, come on. This is well, just I, I mean, a white honestly, room. I don't think it's fair because by your own admission, you didn't engage with it properly. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Hm. Did uh, did your partner? No, she was more flabbergasted than I was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've ever heard the word flabbergasted used correctly in context in, in a conversation pulled off really well. Thank you. I, I don't even know the last time I used that word. As far as I know, you never have. <laughs> Been holding that in my back pocket right time. <laughs> well, don't use that up in Beacon. I don't know if they, uh, they can really do it. I mean, maybe at Dia, but... Isn't there another? So Beacon also has like another outdoor uh, art space. Storm King, Storm, which is Storm awesome. Storm King. Which I gotta say, it's a pretty dope name for like a art like art space. Yeah, it definitely sounds like something out of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's a cool area. All right, well, you know, I think. I think what we found here is that if anyone was trifling there, it was, it may have been you. Yeah. You flipped it on me. Hmm. What do you know? You flipped it on yourself. (laughs) So my trifling, uh, I was reminded of this. I just came up on a train uh, from DC to New York recently. Uh And I was sitting across, across from me was sitting a couple. Can I ask you a question real quick? Sure. You took the Acela or you were on the regular? Regular, um, regular. Oh, come yeah, the on. Acela. What, what? What are you talking about? No, actually, the Acela doesn't really save that much time. Acela is like $100 more in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, like less. <laughs> I mean, I have taken it. My sister uh, randomly gave me some tickets for it. She had like some first class tickets for mm. Mm. like three of them. So I, I, that was, this is a while back. But yeah, it's cool. I mean, look, I, I love efficiency getting there 30 minutes earlier cool but yeah nah, i mean anyway so there's a couple sitting across from me uh-huh. um, and the dude so the dude was at the window seat and uh his uh, young lady partner was on the aisle seat mm-hmm. and he set up his 
like iPad to start streaming some movie or something. And she was like all up on him, like immediately. As soon as they sat down, she was like leaning over, like touchy feely, kissing, kissing his cheek and everything. And he was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just want to watch. Okay. So they get on say 30 minutes in. I notice she's, she's back leaned over and I think I saw her look around first and then lean towards him. And I was like, no, please don't. Um, and I, and then I, so I looked over and I, she was just kissing. They were just kissing. Okay. Quick kiss. And then like what she was just sort of getting cozy with him. But the reason I bring this up is because I went to see a movie recently, um, John Wick four. Oh, and I was in the back row, uh, and there was a couple, uh, I'd say five seats to my right. So five empty seats, then them. Okay. And they were actually going for it. Um, she was giving him a hand job in the theater. And it was like, it was loud. And, you know, John Wick, like, wait, okay, wait, there's a lot what, of fight scenes. Was... What was loud? The no- like he was, the like, moaning? No, the noises. Oh. <laughs> I think with John Wick, yeah, there's a lot of action scenes, but in between those is, like, pretty quiet scenes. Okay. Keanu would say, like, two words and then walk, like, three blocks and then start shooting people in the face. And I was, like, I looked over, I was, like, there, you got to be fucking no. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. And like she was, yeah, she was looking at, and I was like, yeah, it was really happening. And this is like 30 minutes into the movie. I mean, and I was like, what? Like, I, like, how do I, like, I was like, I should move. No, but where would you go? I mean, yeah, it was packed. It was opening weekend. Right. So there wasn't really anywhere to go. You could have you um, been snitching. Been like, hey, go back to well, the concessions. Like, <laughs> we were the person I was with, like we were sort of in the middle. So I guess yeah, I could have walked by and like like I'm getting some concessions or something. But honestly, I don't know that they would have stopped as I was walking by. Uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. I was like, this is like, and now look. There is a certain level of hypocrisy in me critiquing this, uh, and I'll leave that there. Okay. Um, but still, I mean, come on. <laughs> I just don't understand. I don't understand it in a John Wick movie. There's too much happening. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's an exciting movie. It's great. Like, amazing fight choreography. There's all kinds of shit. Yeah, all kinds of shit popping. Like he had nunchucks. He was hitting people with nunchucks and like stealing their guns and then shooting them. And then when he ran out of ammo, like he would, he like swung the nunchucks around his neck until he ran out of ammo. Then he would go back to the nunchucks. You, have you seen it? No. Oh, man. That sounds impressive. It's great. Yeah, Keanu for president, man. He just had nunchucks hanging around his neck. Like he need he needed some weapon, and he didn't like he was taking like people were shooting him. Oh, also, his suit jacket is bulletproof somehow. 
Um. Yeah, they talked about that, in which one apparently of the came up in. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this. I mean, this movie is wild. Like he get. There's one scene where he gets hit by like seven cars in a row, and he, and he's still good. And then there's another scene where he falls down a bunch of stairs, and then he goes back up them, and then he falls down even further. While people are shooting it, yeah, this movie is wild. Oh, so back to the uh, hand job. Did yeah. anyone seem to notice outside of you? No, because oh no, I was the special customer. Like uh, because no one is in front of them really for like five or six rows, and I was like, and no one was to their right. They were to my right. Um. But yeah, and it's not even like that's not even a thing where you can sort of look over at them and be like, <sighs> I I do like that one. <laughs> like they were just go- like it's like they had planned this for months in advance. They're like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna go to John Wick Four. It's like, and it's like. Yeah, I, it, yeah, it was it was bad, and it's it's the only time I've encountered that in the city, which I guess I mean I've been here for a long time, so I guess that's good. Like, I don't know, whatever. But so that's my trifling. But let's move into the main but, segment. But that was oh. it, and then they just moved on. Yeah, they did it, and then they just sat and watched the rest of the movie. Okay, well, I guess that's fine. I'm like, how? Like, we really need to. Like, have that? Do you need that, dude? Like, you that pent up? Just go to the bathroom, like a normal. Anyway, um, <sighs> let's move on to the main event. Um, sort of a dry period with uh, with TV shows uh, lately. I mean, the only thing notable that outside of what we're going to talk about is uh, the show called The Bear. Oh yes. Have you been watching that? Um, I just started the second season. Okay. Yeah, I watched the first episode. I I couldn't really get into it, but I I did sort of like it. Ah, okay. Wait, but, wait, wait. no, no, don't worry, don't worry. Jerry duty. Yeah. Okay. So, but we did you you and I you somehow came across, and I want to hear how you came across this show called jury duty um which is an original series on this new thing amazon has a streaming service called freebie is that where you saw it um on prime i saw it on prime so how did you come across it uh i definitely heard them talk about it on firestarters oh okay and then um my wife's sister was watching it, and she brought it up, and she liked it. And I was like, "All right, well, let's take a look and see what this is about." That's yeah, that's how I got into it. I'd I'd seen it like some ads, but they weren't pushing it on Amazon Prime. You know, it wasn't right. like on the what like on the top of that landing page. It was, I mean, it was on there when you scroll down, but it wasn't like check this out. Yeah, I think I'd randomly seen some banner ads on a site, and it's like, oh, still doing banner ads? What the fuck? 
Um, but uh, yeah, so I'd sort of known about it, but then you had watched it and you texted me. You're like, yeah, this is awesome. Yes. So I finally got around to it um, when I was seeing family uh, recently. And it's, it, it is great in that it's, uh, I was with um, people from different generations and it was sort of perfect in that everyone could enjoy it. Like, even though it's like sort of like, little edgy, little subversive. Um, it's created by some of the writers from the office, the, uh, the U S version of the office. Uh, okay. And I found that out after I'd watched it and I was like, Oh yeah, to- that totally makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense. I, um, um for why don't you, uh, lay out the premise? Of the oh, man, actually, you know what? I'm, I, I'm not even sure if I fully got it. So, um, you know, I think it, and I tried to explain this to someone recently. I was like, I don't even know where to start. Okay. So I think it was I'm, that how I think I got them, how the producers got this guy to agree to be filmed, how they convinced him about his cameras. Cause it was, um, presented as a, a documentary just about the, um, like American judicial system and what it's like to serve on a jury. Right. Yes. And so um, that's this, what that's what the fake premise is that they told the main dude. Right. So I don't know. Hmm. I would. I'd kind of be curious now to see like the other people and, and why they chose him. But anyway, so there's one person, and he's he he is <laughs> the only person that's not an actor. And the only person that doesn't realize that this is a show. And so he's placed onto a jury, onto a case, and everybody else involved in the courtroom, the judge, the lawyers, the defendant, the plaintiffs, the people, uh, the bailiffs, and uh, security, everyone. And the other jury members. Yeah. Everyone else is an actor and knows what's going on. Um, and it's just... You know, uh, essentially improving the whole, the whole time, and it makes it um, when you when you watch the whole series all the way through, it's really impressive that they were able to keep it up for as long as they were able to without yeah. him sort of figuring things out and being like, yeah, it's sort <laughs> of like a mix of like. Prank show slash mockumentary. Um, yeah, so they fake this guy out. He thinks he's on a real jury for a civil trial, but everything is manufactured. Around yes, him. everything is fake. And um, and it, the the case lasted, I believe, about two weeks. And they were sequestered, so he's in a like a hotel at some point. So, ev- like every aspect of it is fake with actors and it's this weird case about like damage to like a, like a fact um, a clothing factory. Um, and the owner of the factory is suing this guy who she thinks damaged it. And that's, that's the case. And it's a jury trial. Um, and he thinks it's serious. And, you know, the, the, the other jurors are sort of, you know, weird, colorful characters. Uh, there's an, an actor, James Marsden, who's playing himself, essentially. Um, and yeah, it's they go through the whole case. It's eight episodes. And yeah, I mean, we can, like, I just, 
uh, just to prep for this, I was I wrote down just the stuff I remembered that was notable and maybe laugh. Like I was surprised at how much I was laughing at this. Yeah, I I was surprised too. I it, the first episode left me feeling confused. The second one, I was still confused, like more into it. I think the third one, I was no second and third. I was kind of like, man, it's like this is kind of mean to this guy. And then I was like, oh yeah, let's let's get to the let's save that for the end. Okay, but, then yeah, I was like, we'll, we'll get to that. Do I want to watch this? Mm-hmm. Um, and but then I kept watching, and I was like, okay. It, it by the end, it it had redeemed itself. Um, it definitely it also was giving me a lot of like um nathan felder vibes certain points yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely yeah it's um i mean it's i think it's a great uh, a great idea sort of unethical but um you know the the there's some bits that are clearly staged and are written with a script for, for the actors, but they yeah. still have to be able to improvise because they can't predict how the main dude who is, uh, we later found out is, is called the hero. Like that's how the producers, uh, like keep it, keep track of him. They call him the hero. Um, you know, he, they can't predict how he's going to respond, but they can sort of steer things in, in a way and, and, predict how he's going to um like in the first episode for instance he goes to the to the waiting room they set it up so that there's only like four empty seats where he can sit and he does sit there and to his left are two of the actors who wind up going through the whole show and to his right comes james marsden who you know he does the whole thing was i know you from somewhere and James Marsden plays a sort of fictionalized version of like a cocky, narcissistic actor. He does a great job. He's really funny. Yeah, he is. Um, and yeah, it's it's a really interesting conceit. And you know, before we get into it, like, I I think from the first episode, I was thinking, this is great. How could they possibly do a season two though? Um, you can't, right? I don't think you can with jury duty. Like I was talking with one of my family members and we were like, well, you could sort of set it up similarly. And, and she came up with, um, uh, on a crew, going on a cruise ship where oh, there's like a, a okay. stage murder and the passengers have to sort of try to solve it because there's, they can't get to an Island, like a nearby port. Yeah. So something that, like that. That could work, right. Nowhere to go, sequestered at sea. Um, and I mean, the, 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 like you referenced earlier, like casting the main dude, the hero, is so crucial. I would bet they, they saw probably close to 100 people uh, to get it just right because you have to get a guy who's, you know, norm, quote-unquote normal, um, sort of nice, um, affable, willing to go along with weirdness because like, you know, this could have gone all the way left. If like, it turns out like he's like creeping on other women in the jury pool or like, right. he's, like randomly like racist or something. Yeah. Or even if he was like, cause he's playing, he's playing it straight. He thinks it's a real trial and he's called jury duty <laughs> and he has to do it because it's, you have to do it. 
I would I'd be curious to see more of like his his individual episodes, not his episodes. I'm sorry, those little um like confessional videos, just right, like his right. his one on ones. Um, just because it, yeah, it, he was getting really involved in the case, and he was the type of person that um you're right they they were putting him in all types of uncomfortable situations that this is the part that like kind of rubbed me the wrong way and i was like wow why are they making this guy todd like so weird with him and todd todd is a guy that loves wait which one was todd the The... modifications modification man and they stick our hero right next to him todd is sliding notes under the door and he just writes back and is like so nice to Todd. Yeah. But Todd was like so strange. I mean, the main dude, I think I think his name was Ron was it Ron? Ooh. There was a Ron. Well let's let's just call him Hero. Like okay. he he's sort of like he has a sort of look of like a jock, sort of. Like he's pretty tall. Yeah, he is really very tall, actually. Like but that surprised me. He's genuinely nice. Like you can tell that. Like he's a decent dude. Um, so you know you root for him, and yeah, I mean, I was immediately like, this is kind of unethical, like doing this, especially given that it lasted two weeks. Right. Like he, like he did, like again, like he knows he's on a reality show. He thinks it's just about you know following someone through the jury duty basically um so you know anyway i i I took some notes about some key key points that just struck me and the one hello yeah yeah yeah. okay the one i i come back to is so so the the case involves basically a, a wealthy woman who owns a clothing factory one of her employees, she thinks, showed up drunk and ruined the machinery. And so she's suing him for that, basically, in civil court. Um, so she, as one of her witnesses, brings on this influencer. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, this young lady who is pretty ditzy, but like the, the, the factory owner's lawyer asks her to like run through a series of, um, of Instagram comments that like after this disaster at the factory, like she's getting bad feedback. And so the lawyer's asking the influencer who's on the stand to comment on what she thinks these Instagram comments mean. And so it was like, so so so-and-so said that in this Instagram comment that uh, the, uh, the company is dead and dying and needs to go away. What would you say they they meant from that? And the influencer is like, well, I believe that they would they believe that the company may have been dead and and probably going away and maybe dying or had already died. That's what I think. And there's one scene where like she has to review an Instagram comment that's just the emojis for skull and crossbones, <laughs> then a the skull, and then a skull and crossbones. <laughs> and she calls it. She's like, yeah. Well, what I think about that is someone said um, bones with more bones then just the bones, and then bones with more bones again. And the fact that she called the skull and crossbones bones with more bones, <laughs> I, I seriously almost fell off the couch because it laughing so hard. 
I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Oh man, that's so that that one was like the whole everything with the lawyers was ridiculous. I'm telling you, for me, the one that had me dying was the animation. Okay, so let's, yeah, let's let's walk. There let's was walk, walk, there was supposed the to be thing. so the defense starting with the uh, the, the plaintiffs animation. I don't remember the plaintiffs animation. Oh yeah, yeah you do. Wait, do they I? had this whole CGI thing of him coming into the factory drunk and peeing on himself. Oh, he and it was yeah that one was pretty good, actually. Yeah, and so I was thinking, like, is this a real thing that they do in trials now? Um, have you huh. been on jury duty? Recently? I have. I have been on jury duty. Um, it was you for a full trial. It was like t- probably like 2017, 2018. Um, yeah. Civil or criminal? It's criminal court, I think. I'm yes, trying, criminal. I'm trying to remember what the case was now. Was I don't, I'm not about, sure you're allowed to talk about it, actually. So maybe it was something about I think driving while intoxicated. Okay, it was something like that. Um, but yeah, the, the reenactment videos. Yeah, I'm not sure. Actually, it it doesn't seem like it's something that should be allowed because there's a lot of. I mean, like, it's probably effective. It would be, but I think there's too much. Uh, room to just make it whatever you want instead of being factual so the point is the plaintiff who's pretty wealthy her team had put together a cgi animation of what they they're saying happened with this dude being drunk coming into the factory and fucking everything up and it's fairly well done on a small budget whatever and the funny thing is so the defense also wants to present a, a, their version of what happened through a CGI animation. And the first time they try it, he can't get the Wi-Fi to work. Yeah, this this guy was a mess. The lawyer, yeah, the, the defendant's lawyer was comically inept. Um, and so he tries to get on the Wi-Fi. That was sort of the funny thing. And then eventually he is able to, to pull it up on his iPad that he just sort of brings over to the, the jury pool. And it is, I mean, it, it's like, how, how would you even describe, like, so he wants to show that his defendant, what his defendant story is of what happened. Have you, and it's, it's, it's almost like, think. It's like a, I don't know Max Headroom or like yeah like that. Like do you remember that old game like version Virtua of, Fighters? Oh, do you remember that? So yeah, so Virtua Fighters, but maybe like the first the first draft of <laughs> Virtua Fighters, or like the I don't know like pirated um, Indonesian knockoff and. I really probably should not have said Indonesian. That was just said knockoff. Yeah, so (laughs) I withdraw that, and I will just say knockoff, and that's what I said. But it like this was this the funniest thing you think? Um, The whole thing. I think that's what really made me keep going because it was still fairly early. It was episode two, I think. I was like, okay. 
Okay, I, I'm gonna keep going now, because I because uh, that was, that had me dying. It was just a glitched out animation of like some sort of humanoid carrot thing, just sort of trying to walk and like <laughs> fall. Like I like it's like it's seriously like um like an eighties. I don't know, like uh Yeah, and then they got like stretched like, out and then it was like those lines in the movie Tron, you remember that? And then Yeah, it it's like, like someone <laughs> it's seriously like a twelve year old learning how to do CGI with and not paying attention and just being like, No, I got this and then put pulling something together at the last minute. Yeah, it was awful. It was great, but yeah, it was it was really funny and yeah, you're you're right. Like that's like I I mean I wasn't on the fence. Like I was like, oh, this is good enough to watch. So I'll, I'll watch the whole thing. But like that definitely kicked it up. Where I was like, damn, this is this this isn't like top ten shows of the year. <laughs> and it's like you know, like I I watch a lot of comedy, and you know, I it's rare that I sort of bust out laughing. Like I can appreciate something funny and be like, yeah, it's cool. I was busting out. I was busting. My last were busting out of me. <laughs> and I was like, there, I was just, now I was trying to work out, I just want to rock just because I have a song stuck in my head, but there's no way I can go there. That would have been pretty good. That would have been impressive. Yeah. Uh, well, someday. Man. Um, okay. So, so that part, that part was one of my favorites. Um, Oh, soaking. We got to get to that. The, the, <laughs> and Cody. Cody and soaking. It was jumping. It was jumping. Okay, so let's get to soaking. Wait, so, wait, wait. Who, oh, wait, who was Cody? The... Cody was the the dude that his girlfriend was Okay, with. gotcha. Yes. So one of the jury members is this uh, sort of shy-looking nerdy dude who has a girlfriend uh, I believe he's supposed to be a Mormon uh, youngster, say like 22, 23. First girlfriend. He's a little miffed because his jury duty is um, he had planned a trip with his girlfriend and the jury duty is cutting into that. So later on, he hooks up with another jury member who has a crush with him, crush on him. And so I did some research on this. So he's, he's, I guess, devout and pretty serious about not having sex before marriage. She really wants to have sex. And so somehow it comes out that they can do this thing called soaking. Now, I believe soaking is sort of a thing. It's a little dicey as to whether it's really a thing. But the idea is it doesn't count as having sex if you put, put your... Sorry, bust your cock up in her her. Con- Whoa, her- what? Put your penis in her vagina and just leave it. Stay like just right. Still, basically, it's just that soaking. doesn't count as it's just sex. Soaking up in there. But there's a co- there's a workaround where you can get a friend to come into the bed and jump on the bed right next to you, so that the movement that that causes is not on you 
Right. You're and just like a passive participant. You're passive, and it's more, you know, stimulation, I guess. And I did, there is a Wikipedia page for soaking, and this occurred in in the show where, you know, they did soaking, and then James Marsden came in, and it's called jump humping. Jump humping. Soaking is sometimes accompanied by jump humping, in which a third person is invited to bounce on the bed or to push up on the mattress from below for a couple engaged in soaking, thus generating motion for them. The external source of motion allegedly absolves the soaking couple from responsibility for any genital movement. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I'd never heard of the ju- the jumping aspect to it, but I had heard of soaking. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's and that's just like one of these random things that like they just pulled in and they sort of, they worked it out within the context of the series. And it, I mean, it was hilarious. The whole thing segment was hilarious. Oh yeah, like th- their whole relationship was was pure gold. Yeah, this this young lady had a crush on him from 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 day, and uh, and she got what she wanted, I guess. Yeah, she did. And then, oh yeah, and then the episodes after that, like he acts more cocky because he's like, "Yeah, I'd be fucking, I'm fucking out here, genital stimulation out here, baby." <laughs> oh man, like the, the like, I don't know. Everything, it, the show was just so ridiculous. The the yeah. scenarios that they were coming up with, some of them were like really over the top. Others, I guess, I mean, the soaking kind of went a little farther than I was expecting, but like the other stuff, like those are, those are things that happen, but you don't expect like all of these things to happen during your mm-hmm. like jury duty time. <laughs> and at some point, I believe he did say like, he's like, God damn, every day something crazy happens. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like I'm on a hidden camera reality show. But he sort of said it sort of like offhanded jokingly, like he didn't believe it. But it's like, yeah, can you imagine if like for two weeks, every single day, something wild happens that you have to deal with? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. After a while, I'd be like, no, this can't what would you, be. This how can't do you think you would, have, you would have done it over the two weeks? What, what do you think? You would have done it mostly like him or you would have just left? No, you can't leave. And I don't think I would have tried to get out of it if I thought it was real jury duty. But I would have... I Okay, so I probably would have started to get suspicious and been looking around, maybe like trying to find some cameras or something. Like, no, mm. this, this can't be real. Like, this... Mm-hmm. Impossible. Every day, it's something. Every day. I don't know. Like, the the conceit works, though, because... You know, jury duty is like, you know, for a normal person out there, it's like, okay, this is serious and it's, I got to do it. It's the law. So basically any authority figure, judge, bailiff, whatever, they tell you to do something, you kind of got to do it. Right. You know, there's no like, you can't just be like, you know, fuck this, I'm, I'm bouncing. Like, you, you just can't do it. Which I, that's, I think, part of the unethical aspect of this. And I guess we can get into this. Like, that's kind of fucked. And the other thing is, like, he's with these people for two weeks. 
you know, even if they're actors, like you're still human and you're going to find an affinity for them. And he certainly believed it. And he's a good guy. And he did that. That's the thing that would fuck me up is like, I thought I was developing friendships with these people and it's, it was all fake. Uh, okay. I would be angry, that, but hmm. then when they, but okay. So the, the last bit of this is they gave him a hundred thousand dollars as, yes. as a prize. And it, like I would be furious. I, I shouldn't say furious. I'd be confused and angry. But then once that hundred K comes out, I'd be like, Oh hell yeah. Oh, this is all good. I'd be cracked. I'd be, Oh hell yeah. 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 yeah, Buddy. Oh, <laughs> chair pants. Yo, <laughs> let me get up in there. Oh, there's no fit. yo, it's a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like so. it was it. Right. I think that part that he was essentially trapped was just disturbing me um but every everything was so Wait, funny I'm sorry what what was disturbing you the fact that he was essentially trapped there like they like yeah. kidnapped him and like yeah <laughs> we're gonna videotape you under these uh stressful unpredictable situation and see how you react yeah um it was like a prolonged stress test Kind of, I don't know, maybe like some empathy tests because he was real so nice to everybody and was like really putting himself in people's shoes. The guy, I was impressed. Yeah, and it's like it's also too like you know he's in this hotel sequestered with these people. It's possible he could have revealed like if he thought he was friends with these people, he could have revealed something really personal mm. that. You know, he's like, yo, no, this is my guy. Like, he's, I, I've been wanting to share this piece of information, X, Y, Z. Um, yeah. And I appreciate that he's listening to me and, like, he's not judging me. Like, that, it could, it could go, there's so many, so many ways it could go left. And the thing, like, the interesting thing is, so the last episode of the show is sort of a, just a behind the scenes breakdown of, like, how they did it, how the producers had cameras, like how they had a script. Some, some parts are scripted, some parts they were hoping he would do this. And if they, he didn't, they had backup plans. And so one of the things was um, he, they do a birthday party for one of the jury members in a park and James Marsden comes in and he thinks it's for him for some reason. And when he finds out it's not for him, he freaks out and ruins the cake. And so apparently they had, so, so the hero gets pissed at, like he'd been friendly with James Morrison, but he gets genuinely pissed that he did that. And so in the script they had, okay, hero could be cool with it. But if he's upset, then James needs to come back a couple hours later with a cake. So they did actually shoot that. Um, But it wasn't in the main show. You're right. Yeah, that that confused me a little bit. I think I I missed that explanation because I did see them come back, um, at the end, and like Morrison came back. But yeah, yeah, they were, because that was for that big guy, right? They had it was yeah, his birthday. Yeah. It was his birthday, and they were doing right. something nice. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, and that's like it's manipulative from the producers. But on it, I mean, as we all know, like all these reality shows are kind of like that, and working people's emotions to generate yeah, entertainment true. yeah it's what they've got to do um but this one it was abs- absolutely 
pushing it over the edge, and then he, and then he was yeah, and then manipulated it into him being the four person, um, and so then oh, he yeah. had to he had to lead the whole thing at the end, convince yeah. everybody. <laughs> It's like we all gotta agree. Nobody's leaving. That was interesting too, because like the judge was like, and I I don't know. Well, okay, you you did a jury thing. Uh-huh. Like, is so the judge in this show? The judge was kind of like, yo, you gotta get get it together because like people were falling asleep in in the thing, and people were just kind of being disruptive. And the judge was like, yo, it's on you to to get to get your your team together, basically. Is that like is that real? Is that really the responsibility um, of the four person? I didn't have that experience, but I've. Were you the four person? No, I, I was not, thankfully. <laughs> um, but it was really the judge. It was more just about like self accountability. It was like you got to do this, and they would they would say something like hammer the bailiff if people were like um, dozing off. I think like once somebody was dozing off, but it's real easy to do, man. You're just like sitting there listening yeah. all day, like. It's tough to pay attention the entire time. Um, Is it like nine to five? Yeah. Yeah. But you're not even in the courtroom the whole time. You get there early and you just sit and you wait. And then when when everything's ready, then they bring you in. And then you're sitting and listening. And you wait a little more. And then you're listening. And like, I mean, it's it's uh, it's quite a process. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I've I've been called for jury duty in the in the city twice, and I I haven't gotten chosen. I haven't even gotten into the box where they ask you questions and stuff to, to see if you could be in the jury. Like I haven't even. Dang, I've, I've been dismissed early like both times. It's great. Um, I think I I am sort of interested in it. I think I would like to do it at least once. Yeah, you should. I think everyone should do it. I've been I mean, uh, twice. A criminal trial, like I, I would actually, I like I, I would feel really uneasy about doing, say, being part of someone going to prison for a long time or at all. Like I would have a real problem with that, actually. Uh, that's that's understandable. It's a lot more stressful. Yeah. Yeah, real stressful. Um, but you know, my, the, the family member I was watching it with, um, is a lawyer and has been on jury duty a few times, including pretty recently. And she was like, she was really impressed with the, um, the, the actor who played the judge because she was like, yeah, like, man, this is exactly how judges act, like sort of casual, but still sort of bossing people around. Um, and it turns out, so that dude is, he apparently was a lawyer for a long time, but that's, you know, the actor Ike Barinholt? No. He's in, um, Workaholics. It's a tall, sort of weird looking dude. It's on Mad TV. Oh, okay. Anyway, it's his dad. It's his dad. The judge is his dad. He's, He's an actor and a lawyer. And his son is a successful comedic actor. Oh, look at that. Yeah, like, the casting casting was great, I felt like. Um, Oh, yeah. Like, nobody really dropped the ball. I did know that 
I, I may have read this. It may have been in that last episode, like behind the scene thing. It may have been too. But there was that one guy who was on Community. Um, what? Which one? Um, like the scraggly. He was. He's. He's yeah. tall and like kind of stringy hair. I guess yep. like some facial hair. And apparently, like through like in the early stages of filming, they found out that um, Hero was like really liked Community and watched it. Oh, and oh, so they purposely like did the most the did like the most they could to keep them from interacting very oh. frequently. Interesting. Yeah, and I'm surprised it worked because he's a, I don't know the guy. Like he hasn't been in a lot of stuff, but I definitely recognized him as an yeah, actor. I recognized him, and I recognized the older woman who was falling asleep. Yeah, I, I feel like I've seen her in something. It's like too. I. It's one of those. I was like, you don't know exactly where they're from, but you know you've seen them. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the casting was great. I mean, that's crucial. I, I, I believe there's a lot of people who are trained in improv. Um, for this, which you'd have to be, because again, you can't predict um, how the hero is going to respond to stuff. I mean, I, I'm really curious. I would actually like to see what the casting process was like to to find that guy, because um, because you, you have to do like you have to do you have to get a certain psychological profile um, that's that's pretty niche because. He's he was fair, he's pretty smart like he's a pretty smart dude, um, but not like I don't know like I don't think I would pick up on like okay this is all fake because there's no fucking way, and he didn't, so he has to be smart but not that smart I yeah, guess, which is kind of rude but you know what I mean I know what you're saying, um, yeah I don't know. If I keep thinking, like, how would I have reacted? Would I have figured it out? I don't think so. Yeah, I, d- I definitely would not have because I would have been like, well, it's the law, so I don't want to fuck around here. I just got to do it. Like, I don't want any trouble. I just want to get this over with, basically. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, I probably, I probably wouldn't wouldn't have figured it out because at a certain point i was like well you know isn't he like just realizing it's the same people all the time but it is a courthouse there's only so many people you're gonna see you know especially like staff people like they all just rotate you're gonna see the same faces over and over um yeah, I don't think I would have, but they, you know what? Like he was, um, he took it well. His 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 reaction was great for me. He was just like, "What? What? No!" And it's like looking at her like, "No, what?" He did. He did have like a pretty fun <laughs> grin, like grin, like when yeah. he encountered something that was crazy. <laughs> he's like, what? "Yeah." He's like, "What?" What? what are you seeing this <laughs> i know he's like looking over at them the jury is like my friends he's like guys you hear what this guy's saying <laughs> they're like yeah we're in on it too buddy <laughs> yeah and you know him sort of getting friendly with james marsden was, was kind of 
cool too like uh-huh. but it was good you know it's good too because like you know he he wasn't starstruck uh, maybe a tad but you know when when james marsden came to the party and started acting like an asshole he's like no fuck that that's fucked up we're, we're here for dude like so he had you know the the integrity yeah he did it's a good integrity factor yeah i don't know yeah it, if it was me i would have well for one thing i i don't want to be on a reality show ever um <laughs> and okay but if i am would i no i would have gone along with i would have been totally tricked i would have tried to help i guess i probably i would be fairly normal i would probably play the um i just keep to myself and just again just d- doing anything to get it over with as efficiently as possible yeah can we can we be done here yeah. <laughs> what so do you think then you're you know you've got some experience in these matters right so in order for them to officially air this he he had to agree at the end right no you, they agree no? up front up right front oh wait, wait 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 for the documentary he knows he, he's on he a reality show yeah yeah they yeah. just tricked him about what it's actually about right yeah, that's so now you work all that out at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. But yeah, like do that. There is no like ruined. I gotta say, like them being like, yeah, this is all fake. We wanted to see how you'd react, and him, like his response was like he was kind of like what he was stunned. He didn't freak out. He was very confused, understandably. But they dropped the hundred thousand thing pretty quickly. You which, have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Be like, by the way, you're getting you're getting paid for this. Uh, like don't be I, too mad. I really think I would be pretty. I would be pretty angry. To be honest, like I would be like, I'd probably. St- I would be like, are you fucking? This is all fucking fit. You fucking playing with my fucking feeling, yeah. Playing with my money is like playing with my emotions, or backwards. Uh, you know, Do you, what's that reference from? I don't know. Friday, big worm. Was it? Oh, that was big worm. Yeah. Oh, I do like big worm. Um. Yeah, I. I, I probably would have had a similar reaction to him, been shocked. Um, been a little bit pissed off. I think. Be like, okay, so can I leave now? Uh, what? But yeah, he was but in the end like weeks. a really good two sport. Weeks. And he was like walking hotel around for two and, weeks. I mean, that's kind of fun though, too. Like that, I think I would have been. I definitely would have agreed to the sequester because I'm like, oh, this is like an adventure, right? Like, but they take away your smartphone. Yeah, I know that was also part of their their scam. <laughs> um, you know, I I actually that might be the part that I would might like the most. Like I I fantasize about just being away from smartphones and the internet for maybe like a week, just just to be completely away from it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever could, but it seems like it would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think it would be just. 
not even have the option and you'd stop thinking about it after a while. Yeah. But then I'd be like, what? I'm, I'm bored. What do I do? And start soaking. <laughs> Vicious podcast. This is episode 156. <laughs> Eat something green. Drink your water. <laughs> yeah.